Welcome to Ivor. Nice to see you again. So, nice to be with everyone. Any questions tonight? Yes. So when we hear about um, rasa tattva and the, the mixing of rasas and whatnot, and how the different ingredients augment the stai bhav to bring it to the point of rasa, um, it kind of can give us uh, the idea that there might be times when they're, the Vrajabhasis are not experiencing rasa. Is that correct? Or is it they're always experiencing rasa? They're always experiencing the, the perfection of the Stayibhav. The Stayibhav has um, basically two stages. The budding stage, um, Bhavankur in, in, in Bhava Bhakti, that with the budding, you know, you have your seed. Seed is in Sadhana Bhakti, and in Bhava Bhakti, there's the budding. The seed is there because the seed of the bhava that one will attain is derived from sadhusanga, as explained by the Goswamis. Hmm? So, um, in sadhana, there's a cultivation of the seed, and and um, in bhava, there's a sprouting. Just to use the metaphor, and then the perfection of the stai bhava is the culture of um, that stayabhav. Stayabhav means the dominant and defining spiritual emotion that defines us, uh, that has the, the the power to do that, defines us as a friend of Krishna, defines us as the lover of Krishna, the parent of Krishna. These are, again, we draw on human experience to help understand them. These are ways in which we are defined. We are defined as a parent through the eyes of the children. Through our friends, we're defined in a particular way, so that we have different identities. Krishna has different identities. Basically, it's, he has three different identities correspond with his different ages. His ages produce different identities. As the son of Nanda, Kumar age, I think we mentioned this the other night. As the cowherd, or herder, his Poganda age, and in his adolescence as the lover of, of the gopis. Upijanabalava. Hmm. Um, so, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya, these are defining. Of course, Dasya is there in Golok as well, but it's influenced by Sakya. So we begin with, with Sakya. And um, as you can understand, these are defining emotions that are. Uh, different in that sense from other emotions that in the context of who we are as a parent, well, we go through a lot of different emotions, right? Hmm? Or as a lover, or as a friend, that come and go, come and go. But that doesn't, that doesn't change. You're a parent. Hmm? Um, so, it's just some uh, overview, if you will, to help. Uh, so the stai bhav and then the sanchari bhavs, hmm? these are internal, they're emotional in, in content. Sanchari means transient, so they come and they go. Each of the different stai bhavs, whether it be sakirati, patsalirati, madhuryarati, have a set of the 33 transitory bhavs, 
that correspond with it, hmm? that will come and go, arise at different times, appear, and um, and 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 recede or, or disappear. Amongst these, uh, well, an in be- there's an in between, so to speak, category as well. I think you're following me, right? You have the transitory emotions, and you have the dominant emotion, and then there is a subset of emotions that have the power to define you temporarily and, and kind of t- take over. Hmm? These are the secondary rasas, like hasya, uh, rodra, uh, bhayankar, um, so forth. There are seven of them, right? These secondary rasas, they're like a sanchari bhav, because they come and go. Hmm? Let's take sakirasa, for example. There's a defining emotion, the friend of Krishna. Hmm? And, of course, in, in one sense, because the best friend of Krishna is, is Balaram, right? His his brother, older brother, and you, and he's really kind of the birth of Sakiras itself. Hmm? Balaram embodies Sakiras, but at the same time, he presides in Rupa Goswami's scheme over Hasiras, which is a secondary Rasa. Hasiras means comedy, joking. Hmm? So the best emotional friend, if you will, of the emotion of friendship is is comedy, hmm? hasya. So you said with friends, yeah, just, oh, it hurts. Holding your stomach, laughing hard, rolling on the ground. So it can, it can take over, you understand? It can dominate. And the friendship... Almost, it's there. It's not gone, obviously, but it becomes obscured by the dominance of the joke of Manu Mangal that just got everybody rolling on the ground and forgetting themselves. Hmm. So this is a secondary rasa. It's like a sanchari in that it can come or go. Right? It does. It comes and goes. But it's like a staibab, and then it has the power to like define you, at least for some time, and take over. Hmm? So then, of course, as well, um, according to the particular stayibhav, or defining emotion, there are uh, corresponding external, if you will, these are emotive, hmm? and then there are active um, aspects of bhava. We call them anubhavs. We call them sattvika bhavs. Hmm? Anubhavs are different from sattvika bhavs in that they sattvika bhavs are involuntary. They just happen. Hmm? Like the profusion of tears, like the standing of hairs on end, paralysis, uh, the changing of complexion, passing out, and so forth. There are eight of them. There's a ninth one for Vatsaliras, Breasts, milk pouring from Mother Yashoda. This is a a a a, 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 a no no satvikabhav So attached to each of the different stayibhavs is a different group of satvikabhavs that will manifest. Hmm? Okay, so each one is different, and then you have the anubhavs. The difference between the anubhavs and the satvikabhavs, as I said, is the satvikabhavs are involuntary. 
and the Anubhavs are voluntary. But the Anubhavs are, like the Sattvika Bhavs, they're external and active. So the very movements of all the uh, associates of Krishna, which are moving according to their dominant emotional sense of self, which is a relational sense of self in relation to Bhagavan Sri Krishna, they have different activities, movements, um, um, like this, you know, and, and get get ready for for fighting amongst Krishna's friends. Uh, there's a host of them, of course. And for each rasa, then there are certain different anubhavs, hmm? right? That correspond, which constitute the very what everything. So we see, it's a world, if you will. You see what we're talking about? It's a whole world of ecstasy. And then, of course, we have the vibhavs also. This is this is uh, vibhavs. We talked a little bit about the other night. The vibhavs are of two varieties, and within the first variety, there are two divisions. So it's not that complicated. But uh, the vibhavs are, uh, if we want to, let's say, look and as we should at Krishna Lila as a drama, because here the supreme being is. Uh, playing a role that's different than the Supreme Being, hmm? right? Um, or how he would characteristically be, be, be thought of, and he's not thought of as such in this drama of Krishna Leela. Krishna's not thought of as the Supreme Being, he's not related to as such. Hmm? So, he, But he is the Supreme Being, so it's a drama, right? It's a play. Hmm? And, you know, you can look at it from different sides. You could say he's the absolute playing like this, or he plays like this, and absolute is an aspect of himself, which is more the way we would look at it through through the through the lens of of bhava, feeling, emotion, and so forth, rather than just through a philosophical eye, which kind of it's important, but it kind of can take the life out of everything as, as well. So, uh, it, nonetheless, it's the, that is that tattva is the ground out of which the bab will arise. So, if we look at the lila as we should as as a drama, hmm, in order for there to be a drama, there have to be there has to be the, the leading players, right? There have to be players, there have to be actors. Hmm. Um, so. Uh, if you if you if you if you would uh, if you're familiar with uh, drama, um, then you know there's there's been a plethora of films over the last couple of decades from a, uh, a kind of a postmodern perspective, in which the movie is just one event, and you're looking at it through how different people saw it, and it goes to the other person how he saw it. And it's like you wait. If you're like me, you're waiting for the plot or something to happen. It never happens. It's just like that's what life is like. Weird, you know. <laughs> that's postmodernism. It's weird. It's the, yeah. <laughs> so the, the, there's no objective. Anyway, that's postmodern. No objective truth, and, and so, so on. So, um, but relative to the Leela, then there are these different. And in everyday life as well, there are these different lenses through which we're all viewing the events. So the different devotees, defined by this type, are viewing through 
different lenses, the personality of Godhead. You're all actors in the play, but Vibhavs in the drama, you need, in this case, it's a love play, so you need the object of love and you need the lover. Hmm? So these are two types of Vibhav. We call them Alambana Vibhav. There's Alambana Vibhav and Udipana Vibhav. So the Alambana then is divided into two, the object of love and the vessel of love, the personification of the love. Hmm? So when we're looking at Rasa Tattva, we're describing Krishna as he's seen through the eyes of a particular group, the, 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 the friends of Krishna or the lovers of Krishna, and we're describing them also, who personify the love. And as you know, they're one and different, they correspond. So, so you need these things for bhakti rasa. In that sense, they're called, sometimes causal. The whole thing is really revolving around the stayibhav, but without these, the vishai object of love, vishai alambana, and um, ashray alambana, you can't have the whole thing. So, the, and then the, then the udipana vibhavs are also relative to the different stayibhavs. So, for Krishna's friends, there will be certain udipana vibhavs, right? Hmm? The prime, for, 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 we were talking a little bit about ages, so relative to age, the Kumar age will be a prominent Udipana for Vatsalyaras. The, the boyhood will be a prominent, in a, in a whole description of his age and so forth, uh, how he looks at the, an Udipana for um, uh, Sakyaras. So there's some overflow. And so just to give an example, the flute of Krishna, the, the horn of Krishna, the stick of Krishna, a black stick with a gold on each end and so forth, and his buffalo horn and... Uh, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, so with each rasa, then there are these udipanas which are like excitants or stimulants, and they 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 cause kind of the the love to get inflamed for a moment, something like that. So the idea is that with the stayibhav development, then there's this internal culture. And that takes place of of an identity <coughs> this budding <coughs> excuse me and so uh, stepping into the into the drama into the into the identity it's just not like you see we're talking about it theoretically and it's all written down and so forth but that's not how Baba bhakti is experienced like okay how am I going to get my get my Udipan is going over here, or you know, it's not like that. Uh, but we, you know, we try to like Rupa Goswami has tried and done well to put a, a map to it. Hmm? It's like you know, how do you teach love? Daughter comes and says, "Mommy, what does it mean to be in love?" And, well, you know, whatever you say will never be sufficient. And then once you get to crush on somebody, yeah, you know, and you can't talk about it either. But you know, and I know. Okay, that's what it is. So yeah, it's actually uh, uh, what it's Baba Bhakti is about. It's actually falling in love with Krishna. Still, when you fall in love, then there are things to learn as you go. Love kind of guides, and you put it together, and and so on and so forth. Uh, something like that. So, Baba Bhakti is like this, right? Hmm? And meditating on the different uh, leelas of Krishna and. And um, from that perspective, those particular leelas, and they're all describing, these leelas are describing bhakti rasa. So they're describing, 
if I say Sakirati or Madhuryarati, it has two applications. The word Madhuryarati can mean Madhuryarati in the budding stage, or it can mean Madhuryarati in the mature, mature stage. In the mature stage, Madhuryarati or Sakirati, as may be the case, is synonymous with rasa. Hmm? So there has been sufficient uh, progress and development from bhava to to prema and and the way that you've done that is by contemplating bhakti, bhakti rasa i mean uh, uh, sakya rasa or madhuri rasa as it's played out in the leela and so they're always experiencing rasa secondary rasa primary rasa Com- compatible rasas, so that's a whole other huge subject. Hmm? How, what, what, what Sali rasa is compatible with, what it's not, what Sakya rasa is compatible with. It. But as you say, we, we find an emphasis in our sampradaya on Madhuri rasa and Sakya rasa, and they happen to be extremely compatible. Hmm? But Sali rasa, there, Rupa Goswami says, it is not, what did I say the other day? Not a, not a, not a drop of compatibility between Vatsalya and Madhurya, which is appropriate. You know, you're not going to fall in love with your with your daughter. It's, it's not appropriate to have romantic feelings for your son. It's, you know, get carried away. You know, it could be a problem or for your teacher or something like that. Or the teacher for you, That's you can get arrested for that and so forth. So, so again, we use our common human uh, exper- experience to get a grip on these ideas, which is about a world that ours, not like ours, but ours is somewhat like. <laughs> it's the real world. Ours is somewhat like. So anyway, this is, I'm just giving an overview, but that's the answer to your question. They are experiencing the perfection of the Stahibhav. It's it's fully perfected. Um, and their attraction to Krishna, of course, amongst the eternal associates, is, is inborn. And once it uh, fully develops within a sadhaka, then it's as good as as inborn, so it's a world of bhakti rasa. That's all there is. Every, all there are, are these emotions. It's like really our life here is just made up of emotions. That's what it is, right? And, um, and they rule. They, they they rule. There's some underlying truth, but it really gets suppressed um, by 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 the emotions. You know, you can be. You know, you can't be a scientist. You can wear a white coat, you know, but you're a human. Hmm. So, <laughs> so you, you can't, there is no, like, it's an interesting point because it's this holy grail of objectivity that's out there for the judges. You have to tell it to the president, you know. Objectivity of the judicial uh, branch or... Um, um, uh, or in science, for example. So this objectivity, this uh, not being partisan, not being compromised, bought and paid for um, objectivity, it's like a holy grail. It's like what everybody's, everybody in the world knowingly or unknowingly acknowledges that, yes, that's, that's what we're aiming for, in one sense. Do you understand me? To be objective, to be uh, 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 to to get at the truth, to, to the truth, the real, the, the the facts, just the facts, ma'am. That's all. 
That's uh, Elliot Ness. Just the facts. When I was a kid, I used to. Uh, just the facts, ma'am. That's all. Not Elliot? Dragnet. Dragnet. Okay. <laughs> just the facts, ma'am. That's all we're interested in. Hmm? And then and from the facts, we get the law. Right? Which is the truth, the tattva. And then everything is moving around. you got to be in line with the law to be correct. So this is the holy grail of the world, in a sense, this objectivity. Hmm? And that's all we're saying when we talk about renunciation, which they go, huh, that's weird. I don't think you should be doing that. You know, I mean, what about, you know, <laughs> what about... What about your family, or what about your, you know, your education? You're going to give it all up, and I'm going to become a yogi, live in a cave, or going to be a devotee, and move into an ashram, and and so forth. So there's this, there's some renunciation that is um, a measure of it, of course, that is um, that is included within bhakti. Renunciation is not a limb of bhakti. As we know, it's not an anga of bhakti. It's an anga of jnana. In bhakti, we don't advance by renunciation per se. We advance by association, just the opposite, but with the right, right people, with sadhus. But that association and the consequent, uh, subsequent uh, love for Krishna, affection for Krishna, that arises out of that association, out of their love for Krishna. Which is it is contagious. It brings about renunciation. Hmm? You let go of things because they're just not helpful for what for what for what I'm doing. They're not they're not useful. This should be our moral kind of compass. Is it useful for bhakti? If not, then I don't have anything to do with that. If it's useful for bhakti, we don't care if it's immoral. Now it usually doesn't have to be, but. but but the gopis going to show that standard, hmm? right? If it's if it's useful for, for bhakti, if it's favorable for bhakti, then we accept. So this is our moral compass. We, we, we're above this the small g good of the moral life. We're in the land of the big g good. It turns everything upside down. Hmm? The small g may say that's bad, and bhakti may say it's good. It's possible. Hmm? So there are some instances where that may be crossed over for the, the maryada. Hmm? Govinda Das stepped over Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when he lied down exhausted after the kirtan hmm? and Govinda was supposed to cook for him but Mahaprabhu was laid in front of the door and so he had to step over Mahaprabhu if he was going to cook for him but that would be against the rules that would be an offense I mean, that's, a, that's the culture but he had to cook for, for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu so he stepped over him and cooked and then Mahaprabhu woke from where he was lying, and he said, "He said, how, how did you? You were there. How did you get there? Uh, or no? What? No. What was it? Mahaprabhu. Um, he stepped over, but he didn't. He went to do for service for Mahaprabhu, but to massage him was it? But then he wouldn't step back for to get his own prasadam. There you go. That's a scholar of Chaitanya Charitamrita. <laughs> his own lunch." Hmm? And so Mahaprabhu woke and said, you haven't taken your lunch. And he said, well, I couldn't step over you. And Mahaprabhu said, well, how'd you get out? Well, said, that's another thing. For your service, I'll step on your head. Hmm? I think Jagarani, Shamarani, she was 
And Prabhupada asked her to step on his bed, wasn't it? To do something to straighten a picture out or something like that. And she said, I can't do that. And Prabhupada said, you can. So just a, a simple example. So there's the small g and there's the big g. And uh, and that's, we're interested in, in the latter. And so there there is some considerable, um, if you will, objectivity and renunciation that's 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 comes as a byproduct of bhakti. It's very interesting because as we're cultivating this stayabhav, which is a, which is a spiritual bias, I like Krishna as a friend. I like Krishna as a as a lover. I like Ram. I like Narayan. <laughs> we were walking with Prabhupada one morning. I've told the story before, but it's a nice one. In a, in by Kuntha Gardens, and uh, there's this is in Vrindavan, and there's a there's a kind of a satellite of the Rangaji Temple, which is the main temple for the Ramanuja Sampradaya, and uh, they have beautiful gardens there. So we were walking with Prabhupada in the garden, and um, and this man was Sadhu was coming the other way, and Prabhupada said Hare Krishna, and the man said Hare Ram, and he kept walking. And Prabhupada chuckled and said, yes, he is a devotee of Ram. He will not say Hare Krishna. Yeah. And he chuckled about it. And then we walked a little further. And Prabhupada stopped. He said, actually, it is told, and I'm coming from memory here, but it is told that during during the Rasa Leela or some one of the many nights of Rasa Leela, once Ram appeared and paid respect to Radha and Krishna, and he gave a garland, something like that. Uh, so he's making this point, you know. Even Ram worships Radha and Krishna. You know, we should know that ourselves. So, anyway, you know, we took the circle and we are coming back the other way, and we were coming that the other way, heading out of the garden. This guy happened to be coming back, you know, back in. So Prabhupada stopped again and he raised his cane, and he said, Hare Krishna, and the man raised his stick, Hare Ram. <laughs> Went the other way. Prabhupada loved it. He chuckled, you know. So, so there's this spiritual bias in the context of cultivating a spiritual bias, which is a it's a very different idea. Not, not you know, what is it? Brahma Bhuta Prasanatma Nasuchati Nakangshati Samasarveshu Bhuteshu. Samasarveshu This is Gyan. Everyone equal. Pandita Samadarshina. Hmm? This kind of perspective. Hmm? Um, but uh, and and God is told in 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 the sutras of Vedanta, explained to be impartial, not blemished by partiality, which would mean he favored some over others. And after the case is made for that in the sutras, the next adhikar and the next subject is related to the previous topic, which is the partiality of God. But it it says. However, he is partial to his devotees, and that's another thing. That's another thing. That's a spiritual thing. He has no material partiality. In this world, we should be impartial. Hmm? Well, that's the ground, if you will. That's the holy grail. We got there. You know. But then, bhakti is coming from the other world. Hmm? See, as good as you can get here is to, is to have no friends. That's as good as you can get. Hmm? <laughs> Doesn't sound real good. <laughs> it means you're not you're not biased, but but anybody, you know, you you like everybody equally, everybody, pandita samadarshina, everyone equal, hmm? no favorites. Oh, you can't have any friend. You can't be in love. 
Hmm? You have to be, you have to, you're a knower, a gani, you know. Hmm? That's as far as you can get. But if there's a current from the other world, a bhakti rasa, through sadhusanga, a whole world of emotional opportunity opens up to us, to the atma. From atmananda, the bliss of being, of, of not being bias, and then that means you have to work too. You, you, you have to, okay. You have to be drawn in a certain direction. You're, you're not, you're not in, in balance. You can't sit still. Hmm? If you're totally in bias, in object, you can just sit still. Hmm? If you're, as soon as there's a bias, you have to move. So, and then be troubled. Hmm? So, so, there's a world of, love is a world of movement, right? It's uh, an emotion. But it's all coming from the other side. So, if we get that ingress through sadhusanga, then, then, then we have we have such reason for for, for 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 pursuing spiritual life because you could say, yeah, yeah, fine, objectivity. I get your point, but hmm, I would rather have some semblance of love and friends than no friends at all. I mean, someone could make an argument that it's kind of silly in one sense, but it's not silly from the Gaudi perspective because it's silly if there is no such thing. If it's all just illusion and false and so forth, and all there is is this stillness of the, which is the truth. Hmm? Again, the the law, what's right, hmm? the ground of the of this holy grail of objectivity. Hmm? Then, yet, yeah, but if there is any possibility of real love, then you can kind of hold out for maybe you know. Maybe there's something that transcends the law. Hmm? This kind of thinking. Bhakti comes to the rescue, actually. Hmm? got to hold off. You don't want a sanskar for gyan. Big problem. Big, big problem. Hmm? You get a sanskar for gyan, it's, it's such, so much the antithesis of bhakti. Sanskar for karma is more similar to a sanskar for bhakti because... In karma, you got to work. <laughs> you got to serve somebody, right? Yeah. So you got to get you get used to it, and so forth. And uh, so that's why we say sometimes in the Varnashram, from the Vaishnava perspective, sudras are the best varna because they're all ready to go, <laughs> ready to serve. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You get a lot of that down. Yes, ma'am. Down here. Yes, sir. Very nice. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so in the context of pursuing this transcendental bias, if you will, this hard thing unto itself, renunciation comes about, should come about, with good sangha will come about, if you stay in good sangha it will come about, if you get out of sangha you may get distracted if you're not strong enough, that's why we try to bond together here, <laughs> right, there's a reason for that, it's for, it's for everybody's benefit, it's not for me. It's for my benefit to have all your association too, but I mean, it's not for me alone. It's for your group. Well, it's nice, isn't it, to be here? So many of us, right? We've been having a nice time the last few days. Yeah. So the strength in that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to note, as I say, that this this renunciation, which is kind of an aspect, 
of bhakti, it's like, okay, again, if it's not favorable for loving Krishna, then I'll, I give it up, which could be very radical from the ordinary materialistic perspective, but you're not going to eat meat. What are you talking about? Your mom used to like that. She could, you know, whatever, you know. She's your mom cooking that. You're not going to eat that? No. Because hmm? it's not favorable. Whatever it may be. Yeah, so we have different backgrounds, of course. So, uh, there is some objection to that, but it's actually a thing that everybody's embracing, right? This this objectivity is, is, is desirable. Yeah? If the president is objective, he's not bought and paid for. He's a saint, right? It's, it's, it's really, he's an ideal person. He, he cares for everybody, not just one sector, not just another sector. He's not... He's, he's like Perlod. He's not biased, right? He's not sexist. He's, he's he, you know, he, he equal to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> not our president, huh? So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, well. Anyway, he's trying. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it just brings out the point, you know, from the opposite side, right? Um, so, uh, in terms of example, so, uh, but when the same concept and taken to the nth degree, objectivity, stepping back. In other words, to be objective, you have to step back, right? You can't get too close. You're attached. You can't see it for what it is. You have to step back. So some slight... Bhakti, adhikar for bhakti is such that you can't be too detached and you can't be too too much of a tagi or too much of a bogey. It's the middle path. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Because in the context of bhakti, there has to be some tag and there has to be some boga. Hmm? So you come to the temple and I say, please take this... Gulab Jaman Prashadam. And you say, I. You say, maybe be careful. And you say, I'm sorry, I'm fasting. Oh, and then you become Maparati. Hmm? Yeah. You don't have to, you can honor it. You can pay your obeisances to it. But we don't have to eat it. Is it that bad? You're on a diet? <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, uh, <laughs> the point is that uh, you know. Well, sometimes we have to enjoy cheesecake or whatever you want to call it. You know, it's just, uh, it's some, sometimes it's to, to serve Krishna is very pleasing to the senses, hmm? material senses. Sometimes it may not be pleasing to the material senses. And of course, the idea is to transform the senses from material to spiritual by accepting the things that are favorable and so on. So, so point being that. There's some tiag or some bog. It's just kind of the nature of love. Tiag is also to be still. Really, gyan means no action, and action means no knowledge. That's material life. Karma means no knowledge. You're chasing after things that don't endure, and and you're looking for enduring life. You're dumb. Hmm? <laughs> you don't have any knowledge. It's ignorance. Attachment arises out of ignorance. Detachment arises out of knowledge. Therefore, renunciation, uh, vairagya, is a corollary of jnana. 
they go together, right? So there's all this movement in karma for acquisition, and with knowledge, the ingress of wisdom, knowledge, then there's this, this contemplative life, sitting down. So there's no action in jnana, there's no jnana in action. But in bhakti, there's jnana and there's action, both, right? See, it beautifies both, it harmonizes both. These are the two, two trains, two tracks on which material life runs. Bhakti's coming from another world, is the point. And, and it can give meaning to renunciation and karma, by which the result will be something way more than you could get by any karma, by any attempted acquisition, or way more than you could get or get away from <laughs> the world, <laughs> if you will, through Gan. You're going to go to another world. You're not going to just hover up there in the Brahma Jyoti. <laughs> You're going to go to the other side, so to speak, right? In Bhakti Rasa. So it's just an interesting point as an aside that uh, the, the place of of uh, renunciation in the world, how it's thought of, if you play it out and you think of it, it's, it's honored, it's it's worshipped, hmm? but when you pull the, you know, show the full face of it, it's like, wait a minute, it's a little too much, or something. It's, so people need to understand it in that way. Really, renunciation is a, is a step in the direction of love. You step back to go forward, not just to go back, just to step back. We step back to see the world from a different angle, then we enter right into it. Hmm? And and enjoy and and use everything in Vishvam Purnam Sukhaya everything in the service of Krishna. Hmm? So to enter into a world of spiritual emotion, this is our ideal. And as I said, you know, we're this is this is where we live. We live in a world of material emotions. They're arising out of the material mind, hmm? the manas aspect of the um, antakarna. Subtle body, emotion is arising out of there, hmm? and our subjective content, quasi-subjective content, in that realm is all focused for the most part on the material world. So the idea is to is that mind has the capacity to go another way to work for us rather than against us. And yoga is about harnessing it and taking it in the direction of thinking about Krishna and this world, and then that world makes ingress into our lives. So so to enter into, that's what we're doing, we're entering into a world where it's everything, every movement, every thought, every feeling, inter- it's all ecstasy. This is what it is. It was Rupa Goswami is describing, a world of ecstasy. The clouds are not raining, they're crying. Hmm? They're crying. They're thought to be in Sakuras, rain clouds, because they, they have sama. Sama means equality. Sakiras is based on equality. We, you and I are one. <laughs> Sakiras. We, we're on the same same level. Hmm? So the sameness, the sameness between Krishna's complexion and the clouds. So it's thought they're, they're friends. Hmm? And they weep hmm? to see even a fuller display of his friendship as it's played out by his coward friends and facilitated and so forth and, and, and so everything there 
You try to imagine. It's not that hard to think about because really, again, we live already in a world of emotions if we think about it. There's a ground out of which they arise, right? But it's a, unfortunately, it's a false ground. It, it can fa- fall away at any time. It can cave in. It's a big sinkhole. You know? So there's, 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 you, know, you, you can't really build anything on it that you, they won't give you a permit for that. You know? it's, it's not, it, you know... Uh, <laughs> There's no engineering that can, you know, the soil is faulty. Hmm? So we, we, the, this is a beautiful thing about bhakti. The very thing that we're trying to do is what you can do. That's what we're being told. You can, you can do all those things. You can have love. You can. So this is the way. So anyway, the answer the answer to your question. Yes, yeah, they're all always in in bhakti rasa. They're always tasting rasa. Their 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 stayibhav is dominant. Now there will be the the, they will experience their dominant emotion of, of Madhurya Rasa, for example, and then Sanchari Bhavs will come, different ones at different times and so forth. There's always something going on, right? You're not just, I'm a friend, that's all. No other feelings, other feelings. They're just constantly coming and going, but they're always there. And the the things that are stimulants, like excitants, Vibhavs, they're in the memories, they're constantly coming up, and, and so forth. So uh, they're always they're 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 constantly experiencing some suffix about maybe not all of them all the time, and sometimes all of them, all, and so forth, and so on. And their movements, they are the anubhavs. Hmm? Uh, again, all these relative to each rasa. So it's a whole world of. Ecstasy, similar to our emotional ecstasy, our world, which is emotional but not ecstasy. <laughs> it's uh, it's arising out of the mind. We should we should appreciate the fact that the very reason that we have an emotional life. What is the reason that we have an emotional life? From the point of view of Vedanta, the reason that we have an emotional life, which means to have a life, right? There's really no difference to have a life is because the Atma hmm, is in proximity to the subtle matter. And thus, the subtle matter being different from gross matter, it has the capacity to reflect consciousness. Hmm? And so it starts acting like consciousness. Hmm? Right? And what does it do? It creates this whole emotional life. What's the implication? The Atma has some capacity for emotional life. Hmm? Huh? That's why we, 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 we resist Gyan. <laughs> we're smart, if we're really smart. <laughs> right? Where it's just that there's no emotions. And, there, and, and if, you, if you study, of course, the school of Gyan, uh, it's a very, uh, like, say, Advaita Vedanta, which is a, supposed to be a prominent form of Gyan, it's a very impoverished sense of self. You say, oh, the self is one with Brahman. But it's very impoverished. Brahman is doing nothing. It's pulsating. Hmm? It's not enjoying. It's not moving. It's not apprehending. It's just being. Therefore, what's it compared to? Deep sleep. It's only as good when you wake up. <laughs> I can remember that it was, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the very robust sense of self we find 
in Gaudiya Vedanta that corresponds very much with how we think and feel and experience what life is about. Hmm? And your materialistic philosophers and so forth will say, well, you know, really there is no self, it's just imaginary, and everything's just physical, and, and, and you, you wonder, well, I, you know, you're telling me you're a robot, so I'm really not interested in talking to you. Have a nice day. <laughs> you know, can you have a nice day? You're a robot. That's what you're saying. You know, there's no, there's no real self there. There's no, you know, it's just matter, physical matter. There's somehow organizing itself in some ways that these things come out. There's no purpose. There's no meaning. Anything. That that's the basic idea. So I mean, there's no. If, if 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 there's no good or bad, there's no good or bad in that perspective, hmm? right? There's no right or wrong. Hmm? That means in terms of doing, in terms of action. Ontol- in other words, right or wrong is not rooted ontologically. There's no real right or real wrong. It's just a convention, whatever you know. That's like, if that's really, you know, if that's really put in place. Uh, good luck. You want to complain about religion has called so many wars. You know we're going to do away with it and teach everybody. There's no meaning. There's absolutely no purpose to life. Of course, we can make up meaning if we want. Why not? Why? <laughs> well, anyway, that's the recipe for problems, I would say. But as much as there is no ontologically rooted and real good or bad, neither is there any real reason. So, and why should I debate with you? <laughs> your very philosophy, your very idea says there's, there's no, there's no, there's, there's, it doesn't matter if my discussion is illogical and doesn't make sense. It does, there is no sense to be made. Hmm? So, same holds true with reason as it does with with action in that perspective. So, it's a very impoverished, very like, I mean, even even those who who, who come, Promote it, admit it's rather counterintuitive. But I think, but, but the facts. They're going for that objectivity. But the facts are, let's just stick with the facts here. Hmm? But there are more facts that they're, you know, that they're not aware of. Then there are different ways of um, arriving at the, 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 that kind of data, right? We teach that. So anyway, so, you don't want to be a gani. You don't want to get a samskar for, for, not serving, just for sitting down, hmm? right? And certainly you don't want to be a materialist, so bhakti is the, is the answer. So, bhakti rasa kijai. Where is she? Okay, she's, she's in there working, right? She's in there teaching you all, right? What How it, how it all works. <laughs> We're talking about it and she's there. She's doing the service. Right? Yes. So, Maharaj, you're talking about the study of I'm wondering at what point the devotee actually begins to realize his or her own some some sense. Is it in Bob or yeah, yeah, in, 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 yeah, it's very high. And, and, and last we're reading, you know, the tenth canto, which is so exalted. That's what you're supposed to do. That's how you get there. But, yeah. So, yeah. anyways, my, my question is that. So yeah. In the higher stages of sadhana, this will come. So in, in, in ruchi, asakti, asakti, and then the sprout is bhava. Some some the, the, the tangible ingress 
from the other side, if you will, um, can be experienced when the cleansing is done in a prominent way. You can experience it at any time, but in a prominent way, when all the cleansing is done, then what's left? So, nandanam najanam nasundarim kavitam bhavadim apapsi mama janmani janmanishpari bhavatat bhakti rahoitakitam I desire only bhakti. So if you're desiring only bhakti, you've got spiritual emotion, right? And if the desiring for bhakti in ruchi, which is ongoing, hmm, the taste for that, is corresponds with an object of that bhakti that will manifest in the next stage, asakti, then the, the tasting has to be specific. So the taste is specific. So it's it's kind of the early... Uh, beginning of that, uh, and then in Asakti, the the object, in other words, the way in which Krishna appears to a coward boy, the way in which Krishna appears to a to a gopi and so forth, comes into view, and then enter into Bhava Bhakti, hmm? right? So, and then there's you've graduated from the sadhana. Your your sambandha gyan. Hmm? Is fully in, you're fully informed, not only theoretically, but in a realized sense. So now your abhideya, your practice, is fully informed. So you need to inform your practice theoretically. Hmm? If you inform your practice well theoretically, by by hearing, by learning, and so forth, you're going to be able to apply yourself better in the practice, right? So, and then. When bhakti moves from being in practice, hmm, there's two aspects of this bhakti. In one sense, there's the action, and then there's the emotion. So sadhana bhakti is characterized by the action with the senses, and bhava bhakti is characterized by emotional content. And there are some activities too. I guess in the anubhavasattvika bhavas, but they're all of an emotional nature or arising out of emotion. Now our movement in bhakti as for sadhana is not necessarily arising out of emotion, except maybe we think, uh-oh, if I don't go to Mangalarti, Guru Maharaj might be upset with me or something. That's not exactly what the kind of motivations we're looking for. Um, that's not bhava bhakti. <laughs> but, uh, but you should come, it's good, <laughs> if, you, if you can. So, um, so action, uh, bhakti with the senses, and bhakti arising out of emotion may have the same appearance, kirtan, chanting, so forth, but it's arising out, out of emotion. And in that sense, the abhideya, the practice, the means, is fully informed, not only theoretically, but in a realized sense. So that's why bhava bhakti is, is bhakti proper. Hmm? And, um, and the whole emotional life of, uh, Bhakti Ras is 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 it's it's in it's in play it's in it's in it's uh, it's being cultured hands on if you will, um, and then we have all this theory about this to kind of help us get informed theoretically again. Knowing what can you say about love? So you, you know, Rupa Goswami done a pretty good job of talking about it and explaining it. But you're supposed to take all that and not just keep it in the head and then regurgitate it and think, see, I'm learned. Hmm? And I should be respected for that. So that's a, you don't want that to happen to you. You want to change your heart completely, right? 
go to the other side. So, so that so that the theoretical knowledge turns into practical, realized knowledge. We need good association for this. We need help. We need to band uh, together, hold hands, and and, and, and go forward. It's, it's a long journey. You don't want to go alone. And in bhakti, you don't have to. <laughs> You're not supposed to. You have to go with friends. You can have friends. You should have friends. That's the idea. So, yeah. So that study, study about that, we're talk, that you're giving us, and other times giving us, and forget about it. But that all of that that we we can't really taste right now. Is there a way for us to think about that and have that in our lives? Sure, in sure. Such a way as yeah. yeah, it helps us. In a yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, that's the idea of refining the theoretical knowledge. So you can know in theory, right? You can. That's why I say there are windows of opportunity that come to us in bhakti, and but that seed comes from association and so forth. Hmm? And so you you know you can you can then feel your way through and you ask for guidance and so forth, and you get you can get your theory fixed up. Okay, I'm going. Yeah, it's a theory, and I'm here. I'm going to focus myself accordingly, but in the context of that and. You chant. You're gonna. You you, you you think of Krishna. You're gonna think of him in a, in a particular way. Where are gonna go? What, what, and uh, so forth. So yes, is the answer to that. Prior to the Stavibhav, certainly. Therefore, there is something called Ajatara, Rati, Raganuga Bhakti. Before Rati comes, Bhav means Rati. Yeah. Hmm? So. That's again part of you, the theoretical knowledge includes knowledge of Rasatattva. We just talked a little bit about it, thanks to the, the question hmm, to get the theory down. So, so it's a good question. Yeah. You can talk to me about it in private if you like. What else? Just you were making the point that there's not a drop of compatibility between Ratsalya and Madhurya, Ras, and it seems like maybe with. Madhurya and Sakya, there would be some compatibility of, you know, mothers or fathers giving counsel to their children that are married, as opposed to in Parkia, where you would not, you wouldn't see that. But they don't have romantic love for those that they're counseling. No, no, but That's I know, what I mean. It's the same thing with like a friend doesn't have romantic love with either. Like uh, you know, like you're saying that. Uh-huh. See what I'm saying? That's a little, mm-hmm. So that's a, to maybe get a little clarification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was quoting Rupa Goswami, and I think that um, he, um, I did answer this question also. Uh, that Duval brought up something that something that, that there is there an example of per- persons, perhaps. It was in Vatsalya or something like being uh, sympathetic to uh, Radha and Krishna's love, like parents would be sympathetic for a young couple or something. That's kind of what you're talking about, right? That kind of thing. There is a mention of that in Priti Sandarbha of, of Jiva Goswami, hmm? a form of, in, in, in what did he say? He said, what's, what's his word? He was partial. Partial uh, um, form. Uh, so, uh, anamodana means like tadbhav. So they 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 are sympathetic 
to that union. Then, so he cites the inhabitants of the Dharma. They they all thought, yes, Rukmi and Krishna are perfect. You can find that perfect couple. Your mother sort of was like, yes, Radha and Krishna. That's the perfect couple. They 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 feel uh, like that. So and I don't think Jiva Goswami is uh, contradicting Rupa Goswami in that way. Um, but um, and it's it's uh, some people have. You know, tried to um, characterize the pre-normans as being partial in that regard, but it's it's very hard to think of like that because it's so much more uh, direct involvement in the areas where the parents can't be involved and so forth. And they actually aspire for that so that they can be super empathetic and sympathetic. They actually have group leaders. It's quite different than and the kind of, you could call it indirect um, identification with the bhava. It's not for myself, indirectly identified with it, which is kind of what you're talking about. So, Jiva Goswami has, I don't think he means to contradict Rupa Goswami. They're basically not um, compatible. They're at, they're at odds. Parky, especially. You know, I wanted to be married, but. I mean, married, but I mean, otherwise, you know, not good. <laughs> That's what they think. So, all right, we've talked. Yes, what's the time, though? Twenty-five to eight. Can we wait till tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. She she go Radhamadava ki jai, go Bhaktavinda ki jai. I am Grace Bhaktivedanta Prabhupada Swami Maharaj. Yeah.